0: All right. Reset, and.
1: Hello! We are Amplified Radio, broadcasting from Amplified Studios in Carlsbad. Amplified Studios is a recording studio with rehearsal space, production lessons, video production services, and we're fully staffed by independent musicians, producers, and total jerks. Um, I'm Ellie, and I'm here with Mark to talk about music. That's right. Okay, so, Mark gonna uh, catch you off guard a little bit with this one where do you think the music industry is at currently in terms of social justice issues so when by saying that I mean like how do you think the industry not so much the artist but the actual industry is combating things like racism transphobia homophobia and sexism to Mm. name a few
0: how are they doing it Um,
1: Like, what do you see? I mean, the music industry is always changing, right? And like, we've seen Hollywood make drastic changes in terms of like visibility of different bodies and races and actors and, you know, more directors that are, you know, diverse or whatever. But it's also kind of like, I don't know how, I don't know enough about it to even talk about it, but I'm just wondering what's your take on the music industry?
0: Yeah, that's how I feel too. But I feel like music compared to cinema has, um, I think, given a voice to most minorities a little earlier than the film industry did Mm. that that might be a separate point but what i'm trying to say is i i feel like uh music has done the music industry has done a better job in giving a platform to a more diverse uh group of artists Mm -hmm. not that it's perfect obviously there's still a lot of work to be done but I think that would be a good thing. And in these days, it's hard because I think, as a whole, no matter what your ethnicity is, if you're an artist, you've been affected by the last couple of years and the uh, the events. Um, like
1: with Black Lives Matter, you mean? Or like what do That you and COVID. To? And COVID,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Black Lives Matter is a great example, though. And I think when that happened, I definitely saw like you know somebody some people might call it like a fad or more like a thing of the times but i think that movement definitely helped propel a lot of like um like social justice artists or people that tend to criticize um the way the government works or the way the government segregates people Mm -hmm. um i think people thanks to all those movements and all those events turn their attention at least for a moment to those issues and um again there's a lot of work to be done but i think um unfortunately it took you know a lot of bad things to happen for for a lot of people to see that but um i think people are more aware of things to it and um i think hopefully it's going to cause more artists that wouldn't have the light shed on them to have their chance in the spotlight in the future Mm -hmm. um definitely more so now than before i'm seeing especially when it comes to like bands that Um, you know protest a lot in their lyrics and are very like truthful to how they feel and that's been around it started especially in the 90s with like all the all the rap stuff coming up and all that stuff but i think today thankfully um i think there's like a rejuvenation of that a little bit Mm
1: -hmm. like fuck establishment like yeah i associate like anti-establishment with lyrics of across styles in the 90s for sure i think that For me, it boils down to like a visibility question. So like, okay, you know, I'm so I'm for for the viewers not able to actually see me or know who I am. I'm white and I'm cis, right? So I'm like a woman who is white, who identifies as a woman. And I, I feel that there's been, you know, a huge influx and visibility of women in music over the, over the course of my lifetime. So I'm 25 and, you know the way that women are portrayed in music has totally changed, right? And I guess that my main concern with that is that visibility doesn't solve the underlying issue of no. of what like the actual payment looks like. And yep. I and I the reason I bring up like my own personal identity is that I'm coming into the music industry with a lot I have like this one like woman thing, right? But like generally, I am extremely privileged compared to like a lot of other artists, right? right. Really just, and, and I say that because I was looking at the statistics on Spotify and I just found it super interesting that Spotify, the most listened to artists worldwide in the history of Spotify are all American. Mm. And I think actually all of them are white. There's maybe, I'm not, I have to really? I have to relook at it, but this is over like the history of Spotify, right? Okay. So it's all music made in America and Spotify is, I think in like almost a hundred different countries. Definitely. So it's all American artists and Just about all of them are white. So what that tells me is that, you know, obviously there's like a lot of different factors that go into it. But what it tells me is that regardless of visibility, paychecks matter. So like, let's say there is, you know, there's a star, you know, let's just name an example, like a woman who's headlining a big show. Right. That's really dope, right? Like, she's going to get a big payday. You know, she might have to pay the band or the crew or whatever. But, like, that's dope. She's able to play this big show. But then when you get into the details of what went into that show and all of the transactions that went on to get to the point where she's actually hitting the stage, I'm talking who's making money off of the gear that's on that stage? Who's making money off of the promotion for that show? Who owns the venue? You know, and when you get into all of that, I'm I'm not so sure that it's moving as quickly as what I'm seeing as you know, not an artist, but like a consumer of music. Cause what I yeah. see is a lot of movement and I see a lot of change on my, you know, recommended music and, and the, the blog articles that Instagram wants to show me and all of that. And that's great. But in terms of the actual transactions within the music industry, I'm just not sold.
0: Yeah. And I think that's goes to like the fad word I used earlier. It's, I think a lot of uh, as much good is coming out of this. There's also, you know, people that are trying to profit off of it. And I think it leads to, um, although a lot of like more white people, like white artists are aware of these problems, uh, some people might be trying to make a quick buck and, uh, you know, speak about things that they might not be as passionate as they say they are. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, or in the most cases, I it's more I would say it's more corporations, right? Or or, yeah. you know, bigger entities that are trying to appeal to, you know, these mass movements that are happening. Um, in a more or less uh, pretty, I don't know, uh, vicious way. Uh, yeah. If that, if I don't know what the word should be, but yeah, it's kind what of. vicious. corporations?
1: I mean, it's like the the opinions of artists are not the way that the laws are set up. Like yeah. take for example, like copyright law, the reason that copyright law exists and operates in the way that it does is not because artists feel strongly about the way that copyright is written. Mm-hmm. It's because corporations that own masters feel that way, yeah. right? Individuals who create music generally like 99% of them, you know, it's the you know same 99% in other industries too, but 99% of artists can't afford to go to court to protect yeah. their music. Yeah, That's not an option. So, and I think that that, that applies in like other aspects of the music industry too, where it's just like, I don't know, it, it the visibility, and that's like the thing that I've just been thinking about is it's like the visibility is so important, and also, it has there has to be a sort of follow through on the back end, on the invisible side yeah. of the music industry that I just like don't see. You yeah. know, if you look through who works at Fender, who's like top <laughs> executives at Fender, right? Yeah. Who's a, who's top executives at Live Nation? It's Probably like a white person. Right, and and just even beyond that, how interested are those people in putting the money that they're receiving off of artists back into art making? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if you can tell listeners out there, I'm not a huge fan of Spotify. I've been doing a ton <laughs> of research over the past week oh, about it's Spotify, messed up. and just yeah. trying to figure out what to do because how could you know Spotify is by far, right, by far the most used. Um, platform for music so most of the music in the world is listened to on spotify yeah and spotify does not pay for artists to make music no and yet artists are at the same time kind of like employees to spotify in the sense that without artists spotify is not making money so the work that artists do is how spotify is getting paid yep and so in that sense they're kind of it's just like so mind-blowing but i've just been thinking about this like social justice element and with all these algorithms and then, you know, f- finding out who the top, the most played Spotify artists are of all time. It's like the least diverse group of people I've ever seen. That's very and so surprising. I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. That's
0: very interesting. Yeah. And I think the
1: only way Spotify comes down is with a strike, but no artist is going to do that.
0: Everybody go on strike. Everybody stop making music right now. <laughs> that would work. Yeah. No, but it's, it's scary, especially when you look into it because you realize that, um, even though the way you said it, it's like, technically Spotify depends on artists making music, right? But most artists feel like they depend on Spotify. Right. Um, which, like you said, it's crazy because they're, you know, and as an artist, I feel that way too, because when you look at Spotify, they're partnered with, um, you know, the, all the biggest social media platforms. And so if you want to get your music, say you have an EP out and you want to tag, that, that happened with us. If you, right. we have music out and we want to tag it on a video, we need Spotify. Right. And and that's literally what every band wants to do is to post um, content with their music in it. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. And yep. Spotify has basically the monopoly over that on Instagram, Facebook, maybe probably even TikTok. I don't know about that. I don't have it, but...
1: I actually don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah,
0: but I feel like those partnerships are crucial because, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's using social media these days. And when you only have one platform option for, uh, I mean... By platform, I mean like Spotify. When you right. only have one um, music streaming service for ninety percent or more of all the social media platforms, it doesn't give you much choice. And especially when that one music streaming service pays their artist, you know, a tenth or hundreds of a cent right. uh, per plays, or I don't remember what it is, but it's nothing. It's point
1: zero zero three eight.
0: It's the. It's a depressing number. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So um, I guess that like, you know, obviously this conversation can end in like a super depressing way, but I do think that there's a lot that artists can do. Like, I think that there is empowerment that can be found within this conversation, which is related to shocker, like not digital consumption of music, because (laughs) Spotify presents music and profits off music with the underlying um, core value within their company that music is valueless, like that is how Spotify approaches music. Yeah. There's like, you can't deny it because if music was valuable, they would put their profits back, back into, into music artist. making yeah. or they would just pay artists for streams. Mm-hmm. So on one level, it's like, how do you combat that? You do, you know, <laughs> when I was living in New York, I made tapes. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah, you could stream my stuff. I didn't, I wasn't on Spotify back then, but you could stream it off SoundCloud or Bandcamp, or you can gonna- put $10 in my pocket and have a cool looking tape. Yeah. I didn't realize I w- I had like a tape, cassette obsession in like 2016 2017 and i thought it was like really gonna catch on turns out tapes are horrible to listen to and nobody (laughs) nobody wanted to revert back to that medium but
0: for originality though
1: like usb cards or vinyl or whatever like those hard copies that's like money in the artist's pocket that they will probably never receive from streaming even Mm. if they're only making five dollars
0: do want to give out a shout out to bandcamp though because you can make decent money on bandcamp just no one Uh, uses it Bandcamp's
1: the shit though and Bandcamp Fridays right it's like Fridays 100% of the money that you spend on Bandcamp goes to the artist yeah
0: in my experience I think Bandcamp might be the most fair uh, streaming platform for for artists out there to this day in my experience I've I've made more money off Bandcamp selling like three songs than I did in my whole career on Spotify by, by so far and I'm sure a lot of people will say the same Um, or not to mention merch sales that just beats everything, but
1: (laughs) right, which is so funny because like, God knows I'm not a clothing designer. No, but But, um, you
0: know, you sell two shirts and you've, you've already made more than you would ever make in your whole life on Spotify. So
1: I know it's so it's It's, wild. Yeah. So there is a platform called, I think it's called resonate. Have you heard of resonate? No. So it is a platform and streaming service where artists can upload their music Um, And after nine plays, so if I have an account with Resonate and I'm streaming your album, Mark, nine times, and I listen to each song nine times, I basically own that album. I don't own the rights to it, but it's like I've purchased it. Yeah. And once I hit nine streams, you get paid as if I bought your album.
0: Oh, like a GoFundMe kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't get the money till you hit the goal kind of thing. I
1: actually don't know how the payout works. It could be okay. per stream like and by nine streams, you've made it. Yeah. But after nine streams, you're not making money off of that listener. OK, Um, but at nine streams, they also like can download your music like they own your music. But what's cool about that is that the monthly fee for Resonate isn't like su- like wildly more expensive than Spotify. And I literally had n- Mark, I had no idea that this existed <laughs> until last week. <laughs> Like musicians aren't talking about about it. it. I feel like every time I talk with musicians about Spotify, it ends in the most depressing way where it's just like, yeah, well, like, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) And it's like,
0: there's not a lot of like happy trails to go down that conversation. But like there
1: is, though, because like, okay, yeah, there's not a lot of money when you're you're talking talking within Spotify. You obviously have to leave Spotify if you're going to have a happy ending to the conversation. Because you're right, like Spotify is going to end one way. Yeah, Spotify's, you know, and they they made a lot of false promises in the early days of the company where they said that they were going to reach a certain margin for profit and then start giving more money to artists. And it was never on hard paper. They never signed anything and they got endorsed by a bunch of labels and then they never gave the money Mm. to artists. Right. That's how Spotify became huge in 2006 or whatever. Right. (laughs) They were like, we're a company for the artists. And like that didn't end up happening. Yeah. Honestly, I might be spreading misinformation. This is all just stuff that I've heard (laughs) from other (laughs) musicians over the years. And honestly, like.
0: They've done enough harm so we can spread mis- misinformation about them anyway.
1: Misinformation super spreader, amplified <laughs> radio. No, I mean, I, regardless of how true it is, I think that there is some truth to what I'm saying, which is that Spotify made false promises. Yes. And people were really excited about it. But mm-hmm. they, never, they never followed through. And now to think that Spotify pays less than other streaming services after the promises that they made in the beginning is just, like, wild. They pay, like, way less than Tidal, right? Doesn't Tidal pay, like...
0: I like, don't know what Tidal pays. Yeah. I will say Tidal does one thing, has one feature that I really like that most streaming services don't have. Not all of them. Spotify definitely doesn't, but Spotify has a, cr- uh, no, sorry. Title has a credit um, a credits uh, section for each song where you can see who's responsible for everything on each track. Oh, that's cool. I know that doesn't have anything to do with money, but it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it shines a light on a lot of, Uh, behind-the-scenes people that you weren't necessarily know about this might not be interesting for the common listener, but I feel like For musicians or even people that are like at least a little bit interested in music Mm -hmm. it, It gives you a lot of insight on the amount of work That's gone into something that you've listened to or the amount of people that were involved Which I think is cool in its own way. Oh, totally again, it's not money It's not giving money to anybody but at least that I feel like makes up for a lot of things that Spotify might not do. I don't know if they give more money to artists.
1: I think they do. I, I, I I'm wouldn't not be surprised. I'm, I think that they do. Spotify is one of the lowest paying streaming It's services. not
0: hard to go lower than that.
1: Right. <laughs> no, I pay? mean, it's... Yeah, you're literally doing with like yeah. a third... Whatever. But anyways... <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Right. Sorry. I didn't even I wasn't even expecting it. I just kind of wanted to talk about like visibility, but no, that, inevitably great. that turns to Spotify because it's like
0: <laughs> could go on and on on that one.
1: I just could. I really could. And my my roommate, I've been talking a lot about it cuz my roommate actually she's at UCSD for um uh I think she's studying sociology as her major with a focus in racial studies. Okay. And her thesis for her undergraduate degree is about data capitalism and colonialism within Spotify and how it treats artists of color. Hmm. And I just think that it's like, the information that she's giving me, like I should know, right? Like this is like where I'm supposed to be like, well-educated and an expert or whatever, Yeah. but my education around Spotify and I went, (laughs) don't tell anyone, but I kind of went to music school for a little bit there. They weren't (laughs) telling me this, right? Like this was not a part of the education that I received about music. Yeah. Um, and I took music business courses, and this was never a part of that education. That no. education was not rooted in like social justice at all. It was rooted completely in like capitalism and how to navigate and like possibly make money. It wasn't yeah. talking about like the impossibility of certain people to break through this algorithm, True. not the impossibility, but the unlikelihood of some people compared to others yeah. within something like Spotify. No,
0: yeah, it's when you go to, and we went to the same school, it's it's very much set up so that you do your thing and then you put it out there and everybody has the same shot kinda. Right. And and I was gonna say it's sad because for the average listener, even me, like I didn't know this either technically until recently, when you listen to, when you go on Spotify and, and you, you check out artists and you go to Discover, you're not thinking about if if, some artists are getting like held back compared to others you just think that the algorithm is helping you out or that all these artists just put stuff out and they happen to be successful and you don't realize that there's some sort of like uh, triage going on where or like you know um, separation going on where Mm -hmm. where there's these you know executives or whoever's in charge of those playlists making these decisions that might sometimes be racially motivated well, um,
1: right. And then on top of that, just to kind of like finish out this Spotify conversation, mm-hmm. I think that it's a win for the artist long term. The fact that Spotify just gave a hundred million dollars to he who shall not be named on this podcast, <laughs> Joe Rogan. I mean, I think that honestly, like they G- shot themselves in the foot R. because like Jr. Jr. Right. So I so Spotify gave that money. And what's funny is that this podcast is going to be available on Spotify. Amplified radio is streamed on spotify yeah but i regardless, mean it's it, we it's can... just I, I do think that it's like yeah you know do that show your true colors give the guy a hundred million dollars and then let's see i mean neil young already got, took his music off spotify yeah other fart other fartists other artists could follow <laughs> other i cannot okay anyways that conversation is over and like we just need to stop because it's all upset. good anyways so i want to play a game i actually have two games today Ooh. the first one is we're going to have you name a song with the lyrics And I'm going to, so I'm going to give you a word and you're going to sing a lyric that uses that word. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with song.
0: Song. Yep. Um, uh, (laughs) this is my fight song. (laughs) Take back my life song. I can't sing it seriously. Oh my God. Fight song. Fight song okay. by uh, what's I was gonna sing the campfire song from SpongeBob, but I forgot how to spell campfire really fast, so I just went for the
1: C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. Yes, I was gonna sing a that one. Tune. That
0: was my go-to, but unfortunately, I went to the second I, I thought,
1: um, I, I love you like a love, song, yes, baby. I, I love you like a love song, baby.
0: Yes. All right, how about believe? I um, I am a Mormon. And Mormon just believes. Oh, what
1: the f- What song is that? Book of Mormon. Oh, I don't know. I haven't listened to that music.
0: You know, I haven't heard it for years, but that song stayed with me.
1: Do you believe in love after love? Okay,
0: well, that's just like... You're just beating me at this game right now.
1: Well, I wrote the words, so I have a slight <laughs> advantage. Okay, how Shoot. about... um, Let's do Child. Uh,
0: okay. Um... Do you have one?
1: A child? Um, I do not. Um,
0: I do not. Oh, ooh,
1: uh, child, things are gonna get easier. Okay. Is that the word? Is that child? N- ooh. I don't
0: know. I don't think I know that one. I was going to say the child is not my son. That's but Keep it's, Your Head Up's hooked it, by Tupac. Anyway, oh, really? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sorry, I just got upset. Anyways, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm heated. So offended. No, uh, I can't think of anything Eh.
1: all right you lost that one yep how about um new york if you don't you dare you have to be better than that i was gonna sing alicia no no.
0: but there's also Eh. frank okay if you can make it there right you can make it anywhere but there's also um
1: new york isn't new york without you love
0: hey there delilah what is it like in New York City?
1: Okay, there you go. That's a better one. I still like mine the best though. Hair flip. Mine was Saint Vincent. I love that song.
0: Oh, I love Saint Vincent.
1: Um, okay, so I have one more, but I don't think you're going to be able to do it.
0: Okay, challenge accepted. Tinder. It's going down. I'm yelling Tinder. No, <laughs> wrong one. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna change lyrics to songs. So like. So that I don't I know lie. a song
1: that uses Tinder. So you're I was wondering if you know. could.
0: Who's gonna dance? I don't know either. What do you want me to say?
1: <laughs> all right, Mark Loss, <laughs> LE1. LA What's new? Yeah. Okay, next game. So I'm gonna say a lyric and you're gonna tell me what artist wrote it.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm good at this one. Oh, I yeah. think I got them all last week, if I'm not mistaken.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, right. All right, if the light is off, then it isn't on.
0: Mozart. <laughs> do
1: you want me to sing it? Yeah. Um, if the light is off, then it isn't on.
0: Oof. That sounds like some pop punk kind of stuff. Oh, my God. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, five-fingered death punch.
1: It's Hilary Duff. Oh, um, wow. Close. <laughs> At least not today. Okay. Not today. You okay. I don't know that song because you from France.
0: Uh, I Really? Oh, I thought you said she's from France. No, I said you're from France. Yeah. So you probably don't know Hillary. Now.
1: Okay. Um, chubba, 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 chubby. I don't have any lines to go right here. So chubby, tell Chucky
0: from Chucky e. Cheese.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs>
0: I'm not trying. Yes, I'm not. Uh, no, uh, chubba, chubba. I don't. Well. Chubba,
1: chubba, 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 chubby. I don't have any lines to go right here, so chubby Teletubby.
0: You gotta agree at least that this is hard, right?
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna make it easy for you. Yeah, it's well, so no, of
0: course not. Uh, Shabba the Chub. I don't know who it's wrote M&M. this. Eminem. Oh, of
1: course. <laughs> All right, I want to be your vacuum cleaner.
0: Oh, easy, easy. You know that song? That's Daft Punk.
1: Are you for real? No. Oh, okay. It's Arctic Monkeys. I was <laughs> like, that's like what? weirdly a little bit close. Okay. Darling, I'm a nightmare dressed as a daydream.
0: Oh, oh, fucking Taylor.
1: Oh, he I gets can't... the Taylor Swift. <laughs> of course. I we know got know we... a Swifty. <laughs> yes. Alert, alert. Of course. Okay. Pockets getting too fat. No weight watchers. No lipo. <laughs> Money talks. Bullshit walks on a motherfucking tightrope.
0: You know, I wish that was Taylor too. But <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Pockets getting too fat, no weight watchers, no lipo. (laughs) Money talks, bullshit walks on a motherfucking tightrope. I'm
0: going to go with, you know, it sucks that you said Eminem again, because otherwise I would have said Eminem. Missy Elliott. Lil Wayne. Oh, I was close. Shout out New Orleans. (laughs) What?
1: I forgot you're like a little bit from New Orleans. I'm
0: a little bit from New Orleans.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're like definitely a little bit from New Orleans. I'm a
0: lot of bit from New Orleans. I'm I'm like. Where'd a, you go to high school, Mark? Uh, not New Orleans. <laughs> hey, but every summer, uh, every other summer for two years, that's where I was.
1: I was gonna give you a Kanye lyric, but I I didn't want to give you the satisfaction. Wow. Because I knew that you were gonna know. Wow. Well, you said this every every summer, and I was like five deep beats a day every yeah, day for ten. Yeah. You
0: know, it's it's like um. It's like a, a guilty talent. It's like something you, you're good at, but you don't want people to know about. Oh, that's, you know, that's Kanye how Riggs. I feel about. Yeah, no. Yeah, I wouldn't Kanye dare Riggs. give you one. Yeah, no so. way. Yeah. Pocket's but.
1: getting too fat, Mark.
0: Hey, hey. No
1: Weight Watchers.
0: I got them all. No, light again.
1: Though. All right, so we're going to talk about folks. what's going on in San Diego. Normally, we talk about other artists, but I wanted to take this opportunity just to talk about an event that Mark and I are a part of. This is on Monday, February 21st. Um, Mark and I are playing in a band together called the Band Cope. And we will be playing at Soda Bar. Doors are at seven. This is President's Day, Monday, February 21st. And it is a harm reduction event um, in the sense that we are giving out Narcan and fentanyl test strips, which are basically strips that allow you to test for unwanted fentanyl in drugs. Um, And they're just really good to have, especially Narcan. But I would say both if you like, you or people that you know are in environments where there could potentially be unwanted fentanyl or, you know, Accidental overdose, you know, it's it's not fun to talk about, but it's a huge issue in San Diego ever since the pandemic and even before the pandemic, but especially after COVID since 2020, like overdoses of overdose deaths have been skyrocketing in this area.
0: Yeah, 200 percent.
1: So we just want um, to bring awareness to this issue and invite everybody to come out to Soda Bar, um, which is a 21 and up venue at 7 p.m. on February 21st.
0: Non-judgmental, total safe space. We also want to shout out the other bands that are going to be there. Shout out to our really good friends, the Miles. Yeah. Um, You know, collaborators of mine and very good friends. Uh, Really good uh, Black Keys-ish, Jack White-ish band from the San Diego area. We also have the gravities and smooth jazz
1: smooth jazz is coming down from long beach as well and i'm really stoked that they're gonna be here yes big shout um, out. To and then the gravities homies. are playing south by southwest this year i don't know if you knew that really they're like an official south by artist which Air is horns. so, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's so epic that's... so i'm stoked for those guys um but yes please come to soda bar we are also doing a narcan training at 3 p.m in the park totally free um with the harm reduction advocate and someone who's like trained and throws these workshops for people all the time it's just important stuff but um i'm gonna sign off my name's ellie i'm mark and this was amplified radio thanks for tuning in see you next time bye